Cat Disgusted is a show about veterinary nursing. It is not a show about how to cure your sick pet. If your animal is sick, take it to the vet. Don't be a crazy person and use a podcast to cure your puking cat, dog, chinchilla, etc., etc. I think they would tell you the same thing. If they could. Mm, Which they can't. Which makes it hard. You know what's up. Take them to the vet. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Cat Disgusted, a podcast for veterinary technicians and the people and animals who love them. Each episode, we explore the best of times and the worst of times in veterinary nursing. I'm your host, Nicole Dickerson. I'm an RVT and veterinary technician specialist in emergency and critical care. And this is what happens. tuning in to cat disgusted bitch where have you been (laughs) i know i know i'm sorry it's been like a busy year almost since i've done this i was looking at the dates of when i last recorded this podcast and it was may of last year that is so sad but it's been there's been a lot going on uh there's been um there's been an award there's been some travel there's been some lecturing there's been some work stuff there's just been there's been a lot so um rather than kind of go over all of the things uh, uh, that I, that have been taking up my time for the last, you know, 10 months, 9 months, 11 months, whatever it has been. Um, I, I thought I would just go through it, uh, it in a song with the ukulele. So um, I'm just going to I'm just going to try to, like, encapsulate the last uh, 10 months here. Hey, hang on just a sec. Let me get this situated. was awarded by the CBMA, got RVT of the year, so yay. In July, my next stop was Philadelphia, AVMA, conventions on my friend Kara. <gasps> August organized the work, peeps, all of us got a behind-the-scenes tour. UC Davis, September, two weeks of a Texas odyssey, two lectures at Ivex, my brother to see. October, all my friends went to Guerneville on mass, saw my Philly friend Kara, hardly strictly bluegrass. <gasps> November, Alexis, my Portland homie, went to a festival all about coffee december plaguing music up north will go it's my humble band called portmanteau january to portland to see my buddies coffee donuts and brunches good things come in threes february went to Leightonville. my good friend sean she's opening a library get your read on that brings us to march where we currently are Maybe not by the time this airs, but close enough. <gasps> Aren't you glad that's over now as we got this far? Hey! Hey! <laughs> well, that was something that happened. 
<laughs> so uh, it's just been a busy year. It's been a lot of traveling. It's for and traveling for for lectures, really, for speaking gigs, which is great. Um, it's going to keep going. I've got more in IVEX in Denver, Colorado this year. Uh, so I thought that um, I thought a good way to 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 bring it all back with the time of year that's coming up because uh, Easter is coming, which normally is completely meaningless to me, but it, there's good Cadbury cream eggs. So for that, I am thankful. Uh, I realized that I'd never told the story on here of when I found a pair of baby chicks, as in baby chickens, at the drive through ATM um, in El Cerrito. So I thought appropriate to Easter, I could tell the story of the two baby chicks that I found at the drive up. Wells Fargo ATM in El Cerrito. So uh, this was, I think it was around Easter, honestly, a couple years ago that this happened. I mean, it would make sense because these little tiny fluff balls. So I was just running errands like normal, like you do. It was like a Sunday afternoon or something, maybe Saturday. Uh, and I, I never use the drive up ATM cause it makes me kind of nuts. Like I feel like I, I the, the person in front of me always has to do, I don't know, payroll for their company or something in front of me. And I just get I'm, I'm impatient and like it, it, it makes me nuts. So I, I normally don't use the drive up ATM, but for some reason, for whatever, laziness I was having getting in and out of the vehicle, I decided I was going to use this drive up ATM that's by the Trader Joe's and El Cerrito. So, you know, just go going towards the thing. Um, and the way that this particular ATM is, is you kind of have to like go up and over. So there's this like hill that you like kind of drive up and then it kind of sharply turns down and then you're in the driveway of the, of the ATM. So I was coming down this like sharp hill and it was kind of slow, like, you know, to kind of get over the crest of it and then get in the right lane. And as I was driving down, uh, I had the windows down. It must have been hot. I had the windows down and I didn't have a radio on. And I swear to God, I heard like that, just like that. And I, I kind of had to stop because I was like, am I am I tripping? Am I hearing? I thought the radio maybe had turned on. I thought maybe some, I don't know, some crazy person, cat calling at me. I don't know what I thought, but clear as day. And I'm like, okay. So I stop and I look out the window and what do I see? But a tiny yellow fluff ball, like fluff ball cartoon baby chicken <laughs> on the curb um, of the lane leading up to this drive through ATM. Tiny little thing, looking around, standing perfectly still. And I, you know, I, I was like, wow, I know I did a lot of drugs in high school, but I didn't, it's been a minute since I've worried about something like an acid flashback, but this was like, whoa, okay. But it was moving around, like its little head was turning around, looking around. So I'm like, no, okay, it's real. So I, so I put the car in park, get out of the car and walk towards this little baby chicken. It doesn't move, this little baby chicken. And I get close, and I bend down, and I pick it up, and I carry it back to the car. I don't know. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? And I put it on the floor of the passenger side 
baby chicken. I was like, okay, please don't shit everywhere. But I don't, and I don't know what to do with you, but I can't just leave you like out in the street. That seems wrong. So I'm like, okay, now I have a baby chicken in the car. I guess I'm going to drive home. I'm going to text Christine. I'm just going to figure out what to do with this baby chicken. So I get in the car. I take it out of park. I start to move forward and I get seriously like slowly because I'm like out of the corner of my eye watching this little tiny bird that's on the freaking baseboard on the passenger side. I get about like 10 more feet into the lane and what I hear is, but not from inside the car, not from inside the car. I'm like, oh, and I look outside and there's another one. There's a freaking another one further down the lane, this one's kind of not on the curb. This was kind of like almost like in the lane itself. And I'm like, oh, you have got to be freaking kidding me. So this time I didn't even think about it. I just like got out of the car, walked right up to it, scooped it up, put it in the same freaking place as its friend on the baseboard in front of the passenger seat. Now I have two baby chickens in the car, <laughs> the drive up ATM. So I texted Christine. I was like, okay, long story short. <laughs> I'm coming home with two baby chickens. Be right there. Have a cat carrier ready. And then I went to the ATM, got my $40, and then went home. Because originally I was going to go like run more errands. But obviously now I have two baby chicks in the car. So drove all the way home from El Cerrito. It's like maybe 10 minutes, you know, the whole time. Times two in my car. So got home. Uh, Christine had had gotten the cat carrier out from the closet. It was like, what is happening? I'm like, I don't know. We have two baby chickens. Two baby chickens. Abandoned. Abandoned. Um, so what we did is we put them in this cat carrier with a bunch of blankies to keep them warm. Because I don't know. I really don't know anything about birds. But I do know that they need water and they need warmth. And, um, and some kind of food theoretically. So, so we situated them with a little bowl of water and a little blankie in the cat carrier and put them on the dining room table where Prince could not get to them. Prince was fascinated, but he was very good. He just kind of watched them in there and they were pretty quiet. Like, cause it got, it, it gets dark, right? Like it was dark with all the blankets and stuff in there. So I think they just kind of went to sleep. So I went to the pet food store. They didn't have like chicken feed or whatever, they did the closest thing they had was some kind of parrot seed or something. So I just got that. And then I came home and I kind of sprinkled some in there. And then Christine very wisely went on next door to figure out what the fuck we're going to do with these two baby chicks. So we had them in the garage overnight. Uh, we, they, they did fine. We checked on them the next morning. They were still cheap, cheap, cheaping. And um, they had eaten some of the parrot and kind of exuberantly had soft chicken diarrhea all over the inside of the blankies. We're like, okay. We did hear back from somebody on Nextdoor because basically what we said was like, we found these two baby chicks. They might be roosters. Maybe that's why they were abandoned. We don't know. But they're tiny fluff balls. Um, and they need a home. So this woman responded. She didn't live far from where we were. She's one of, I mean, neighbor really for all intents and purposes. She's like a block and a half up. She's like, oh, baby chicks. Uh, I have six children and we just had a baby chick raising, uh, party where I bought a bunch of baby chicks and the six children raised them to be chickens. And now we have chickens and it's so great. So yes, I will take your baby chicks because they need another project for the love of God. So what we did was we just literally drove the baby. We put them in a little cardboard box with their little water and their little seed 
and uh, drove them to this lady's house with her six children. And when I got there, she said, oh, they're sleeping. We have to be quiet. I was like, all of them? Weird. But I just handed over this box with these two cheapers and the bag of bullshit parrot feed that I'd gotten. I was like, I don't know. Do you want this? And she's like, oh, it's kind of like laden with fat. It will give them diarrhea. It could be for treats. And I was like, oh, yes, I would prove that. It did give them some diarrhea. And, uh, And that was it. Off they go. Bye, baby chickies. And actually, Christine got an email from the lady on next door um, about like a week later or something. She did think that they were roosters, and that's probably why they got abandoned. But also, she said the children, the six children, absolutely love them. And because and they loved the story that they were found at the Wells Fargo drive-up ATM. And so they have named them Wells and Fargo. And that is the story of the baby chicks that were found at the ATM. Happy Easter, everybody. They went to a wonderful home, Wells and Fargo. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for keeping the faith and tuning in. It feels good to be back on here and telling stories to everybody again. Um, It's Easter. That means there's a lot of chocolate around. So whatever you do, don't let your poochies eat a bunch of it and go bother all my friends at work. Don't do it. But the Cadbury cream eggs, permit yourself a lot of those. It's once a year, baby. Once a year. Okay, guys. Love you. See you next time. My new severe, my tribe went down.